All right, you are listening to episode 29 of the Water and Stone podcast. My name is Dieter Randolph. And I'm Jenny Randolph. As we gather around, I think that the thing that is on everybody's mind is that it's summertime. Oh, we're in like full summer mode, the swing of things, everything summer around here. Like we have been, I think we have not had another kind of dessert besides ice cream but the heat index has been really crazy you know in florida we get the summer storms and so it kind of yeah i love that where at the end of the day almost every day in the summertime we get a serious thunderstorm our dog's not crazy about it but it's gorgeous and it's one of the cool things about florida yeah it just cools everything down but before that happens, I think we got, man, I stepped outside in the heat. I think the heat index was something like 102 with the humidity and just the heat and everything. It was just like, it was just oppressive. So it's like, we've been eating cool things, thinking cool thoughts and just kind of praying that our air conditioner makes it through, yeah. you know, the so next, far, so the next couple of but months. A couple of, a couple of weeks ago, we had one of our Thursday night gatherings and it is what it is. Sometimes there's a smaller number of people. Sometimes there's like, you know, like only like a dozen or so people come over. And mm-hmm. it's, sometimes it's 30 people. Yeah. It, and it all, so it all we, depends. the house was full a couple weeks ago and the air conditioner was just like, no, I, I, like, I can't you be know, bothered. Yeah, and yeah. so it was, it was quite warm. And it's funny because now that we're recording the, the discussion live, I, you know, I try to put on a shirt, you know, I, I put a couple of layers on and I try to. You know, not really dress up, but I'm wearing, I'm not wearing shorts and I'm not right. wearing shirt sleeves, you know. Right. And so I try and I'm sitting there under under all of the lights for the videos and everything and we can't have the fan on because it screws up the light or whatever. So I'm just dying, dying. <laughs> but that's just, you know, it's well, part of Well, we it. learned and, our lesson this week and we turned it down way before right. ever, anybody got here. So the house was nice But and I, cool, I'm so, so grateful to have a house full of people. I mean, it's crazy. It's oh, crazy yeah. that... That I'm at a place where I can go, oh, well, there was only like a dozen or so people showed up in my house to talk about the Bible. Because that's not weird. Yeah. I am, I'm just so grateful for the whole thing. But I'm grateful for summer, even though it's it's hot. It's part of it. You know, it's... Well, it's... we've been searching all over town for different kinds of ice cream. And so we have a <laughs> we have a really good gelato place that we go to. And mm-hmm. if, right if you're in... Drive, say, yeah. Right on Beach Drive, Pachugos. It's amazing. Best gelato you, you'll ever want to get. And then there's Urban Creamery where... They serve it like on a waffle. Like, they make no, the like waffles not a right waffle there. Cone, yeah, legit. A waffle. They serve it on a waffle, and it's just like I mean, it's it, amazing what they can do. Well, I'm gonna let the, the cat the out of the bag. There is a, a, a the state theater is right next door to Urban Creamery, and uh, Miles and I were in there, and there was a show going on at the state, and a bouncer came in to quit get some ice cream, which is what you do if you're a bouncer. And Miles and I let him get in front of us in line because it was clear that he was working and he was in a hurry and we weren't, you know, it was just a nice thing to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, the bouncer said, I'm going to hook you up. And he told us about something that's not on the menu that they'll make, that they make for him. I guess he gets those every night or something. But it was a special banana cream pie milkshake that they made for him and forget about it. It, it pays to be nice. But we found <laughs> a new a new place uh, tonight. Mm-hmm called iceberg but iceberg b yeah. b uh b e r g yes because saint petersburg uh-huh. you know and uh they make rolled ice cream which is a i big, believe it's thai i it's, believe it's, it's a, thai rolled ice cream that's what their facebook says anyway okay. yeah so it's and it's a big deal in other parts of the world but we haven't really gotten it here but basically they've got this flat uh metal surface that's super cooled and they just pour the ice cream stuff on it the and liquid. whatever yeah, mm-hmm. the liquid and whatever mixings you want. And as they they spread it out really thin, it freezes mm-hmm. on there. So it's super, super fresh. And I guess the idea is it freezes so fast that it doesn't have time to make big ice crystals. Make the ice big crystals. ice crystles. So it's, and then they, smooth they, and then they roll it. So you get like these rolls of ice cream. And the cool thing is because the rolls are vertical, whatever topping they put sinks down really far into the little <laughs> burritos. But anyway. It's fun. Super it's fun. Good. But we have places like Hippo Pop and we have all kinds of stuff. So because we've, we've it's been... a coping mechanism. I'm quite sure that up north there's a lot of places where you can get warm things in the wintertime. Oh, like yeah. A, absolutely. But, you know, summer absolutely. stuff. 
stuff we've been we've seen a lot of movies. We saw Spider Man the other day, and we yes. saw uh, Baby Driver, which I thought was wonderful. Mm-hmm. A lot um, of movies again because it just is one of those things where you go in, you sit in a nice, cool, air conditioned place in the dark, you get entertained for a couple of hours, and you know. Well, and I'm fascinated because movies are the stories that we tell. Those are the myths that we create now. And the closer they are to sort of the Jungian archetypes of Joseph Campbell stuff, the hero's journey, the better the movie is. Yeah. And hanging around us weird people, you know, it's not just when we read the Bible and we go, well, what does this represent? And this is not just a person in history, but this represents something. And it doesn't just represent something abstract. It represents something going on in me. You know, we talk about all of that kind of stuff. And that will infect everything you do. You know, you start watching Game of Thrones or Spider-Man or whatever, and you go, oh, well, this represents something to me. And you make it personal and you you live it. But it means that, you know, bless our hearts, everything we do is work. Because you, (laughs) you can't just watch a movie anymore. But you know what? I wouldn't have it any other way. So I'm grateful for all of the summertime stuff. I'm yeah. grateful for the work it, it means, even a, a blockbuster movie. I'm I'm grateful for the whole thing. Yeah, well, and I'm I'm looking forward to Atomic Blonde because I think that's getting really good reviews. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the Planet of the Apes movie. Yeah, I'm started, such, yeah. I am such a huge fan of um, apes. all of all of. Well, you know, I like but, a good, but even I like the 1960s, but even the 1960s movies, I really get am your a, hands off me, you damn dirty ape. I, I, I love them. I love them all. And I've loved... The only one I didn't like is when they first came back and they tried to make the Mark Wahlberg. The Mark Wahlberg, the Tim Burton. Because it, because it came away from the original idea and the story and they tried to make it a little bit... I don't know. I just didn't like that one. But the the this is going to be the third installment of the re-remake. Mm-hmm. And I have really loved what they have done. Um, with this last couple of series and and sort of the prequels to the Planet of the Apes and how we got here and Great everything movies. and yeah, there's a lot I, of fun. I love them so I'm I'm super looking forward to them and and again just a nice little respite to go in and kind of literally and figuratively chill out mm-hmm. and and just <laughs> you know be with everybody. So write us in if you're, you know, when you're listening to the podcast, write us in and tell us what you're doing this summer to cope with the changing weather and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, give us some ideas. I would I would love that. One of the things that I, I, I have to talk about is that one of my favorite nail polish companies, no, my, my favorite <laughs> nail polish company just came out with a summer line and it just... Inspired by the Planet of the Apes films, of course. No, 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 no. And and I ordered them and they just came in this week. And I'm actually wearing the the bright pink nail polish that's called MIA. And it's for... Um, it represents um, Miami Airport. It's done... It, the brand is called KL Polish. And it's really neat... Um, the woman that started the company um, of this nail polish is from Florida. She's from Miami. Really, really cool stuff. Um, she just started it at sort of the beginning, end of last year, beginning of this. So, so far she put out sort of a winter line and a spring line. and But her summer line just released, I think, like a week or two weeks ago or something like that. And every time she does... A seasonal line there's usually about six nail polishes that she does and I have to tell you her summer line is my all-time favorite the colors are amazing there's there's a blue and there's a pink and there's a green and there's this sort of teal sparkly one and there's this really beautiful peach color and it's just it just encompasses summer for me and because I've been loving wearing them but I like her polish because they're 100% cruelty free and you know we've talked about that yeah, on the podcast super, how super I've really really moved all of my you know um cosmetics and anything that I use on on my body is I really want it to be cruelty free and that's super important to me but not only that but they are what is called five free and I don't know if you know about that but a lot of nail polish is really really bad for you okay cuz it's, it's yeah, got 
Yeah, yeah, I get yeah. It. and and I think that I think most companies now have taken formaldehyde out of their nail polish. Oh yeah, I think that that was a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, it used to be really bad. And can you imagine like chewing on your fingernails or oh, you know or no, something like no, no, no. yeah? No, but so I'm just I'm going back to when I was in college, walking by like the the natural science part of the oh you know, and and that and just smell that yeah smell it's just oh yeah. But okay. most of her nail polishes are five free and and. Almost, I think a lot, a majority of them are actually nine free. So they're like really, really, they're they're not going to poison you, which is well, kind of good. important. We promise they, we won't kill you. Yeah, that's, and no, that's always they really a plus. So, so like the 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 formaldehyde, the formaldehyde resin, the camphor, um, the dibutyl, the um, the phthalate, and the and the uh, phthalate is actually something that they use in vinyl flooring. Um, and just an aside, um, watch what you eat, kids, because they just found it in like Kraft macaroni and cheese. Like that is like an ingredient. Well, that, I have that, to say that like, there's such a ah. nice shine to the macaroni and cheese. Maybe that's where they get all, all of that from. Anyway, so a really, really good nail polish. You can only get them online. They're not in stores, like I said, because she has just started this company um, basically this year, 2017. Um, end of 2016, beginning of 2017. You can get them online, look up KL Polish, but really good company. Love the person that's running it. Love what she's doing. Love that it's cruelty-free. Love that it's chemical-free. And the colors are really, really neat. And I'm wearing this really pretty bright pink and it's really cool it reminds me well of the i gotta 80s. say i gotta say i love the well the 80s thing is kind of a big deal for us now too because um next week we're going to our uh, uh summer conference mm -hmm. and uh that's the teen event if you listen to the podcast you've been you've heard about it if you follow some of our like our facebook groups and stuff like that some folks have been writing in saying can't wait and they're saying pictures from going last year and stuff like that but one of the things is at the week-long event, which is what this is, this summer, there's a dance. And this time the dance has a 1980s theme. And I'm so, so excited. A lot of people are I'm dressing so up. And, and you're going basically full, what would you call that? Oh, it's it's full Madonna. It's, it no, yeah, I'm not even playing around. Undergarments on the outside, Madonna. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. See, I'm, I'm going to... I'm getting a Devo uh, uh, energy dome, you know that red. That's what that's called. <laughs> that the the hat, the flower pot hat, and the yellow jumpsuit and the whole thing. Because uh -huh. that's who I was, or at least who I wanted to be. Super, super bad. No, I'm dressing. the The sad part is, is that I am dressing like I dressed when I went to those concerts in the '80s. Nice. So you know, it's no. Probably... See, I'm in denial about that because in the '80s I had big hair and I was like heavy metal. Oh no, sir! I, yeah. I can't go back to that. I oh, had like twenty-seven see, was... handkerchiefs around my my leg, and all. It was just so silly looking. <laughs> I just can't. I no that. Yeah, yeah. I but can't go back. To it's that been place. really fun to shop for costumes, and I, and I'm looking forward to it. But you know, it is. But I will say that this bright pink nail polish will fit right in with my with my uh, my outfit for the dance. So I'm I'm super excited. So as we move to the dig in part of the podcast, I want to start this portion off with a story. And it just, basically, it's what happened to us this last Saturday slash Sunday. Okay, yeah. I know um, what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, and we had to go over and do the branching in talk over at, at Unity, Unity of Orlando. Orlando. And Orlando's about an hour and a half, two hour drive from here. Right. At St. And this and the church is on the, city other, on the face of the earth. <laughs> and the church is on the other side of the part the other side of Orlando. Right. And so it's not it's it's a little bit further and once you get in Orlando proper the traffic gets really bad and and, and it's it's just it takes a little bit longer to yeah. get there. So we had decided to get a hotel room, drive over in the afternoon, like around 2 or 3 o'clock, you know, check into the hotel, go grab a little bite to eat, and then just take some time and, and chill and do out the service a little first bit. Thing in the morning and do and the service home. the next day and come home. But, you know, just take a little bit of time. But we we got caught. In, there was a, an accident. We say there are no accidents in the universe. No, the, yeah. That's true on a cosmic level, but there was a... Uh, 
a fender bender. In fact, it was it was it was pretty pretty serious. significant. They yeah. had closed down three lanes of traffic. Traffic was not moving. You could not get through. It was it was super bad. It was really yeah. Really... And so there was a lot of you know it was everything that you could think of. You know nobody wants to be in that traffic situation. And at the same time. I won't say all, but a good number of people, I'm sure, were, were thinking, gosh, I hope everybody's okay and sort of trying to, trying well, to hold and space I and all of that Well, and I want to get here and I have my agenda and I have my plan and everything. So we're we're driving and, you know, we're, we're starting to they, – they opened up. You had to go on the outside, not the lane, but like the, the emerge, shoulder, the shoulder yeah. of the road. They were starting to let one line of cars through and that's how we had to get past um, the – the big accident after they had cleaned some of it up. But anyway, um, so, but as we were sort of in line taking our turn, you would see these people and they would speed up all the way and then they would cut in front of people. And, you know, it wasn't like, okay, I've got to the end of my lane and now I need to merge over. Right, That's was... the appropriate way to do that, well, you know, but you don't... We saw people turning around, going through the median, you know, just well, putting the thing so is, many I'm, people I'm lives in danger. I'm comfortable with the idea that merging is a little bit like loading the dishwasher where whoever's talking is the only person who knows how to do it sure. right and nobody else. I'm comfortable with the idea that lots of people have different approaches for the right time. But everybody but, knows how to take yeah, turns. But, yeah, but the point I'm trying to make is that it wasn't even the the that. It was the idea that I have to get there first. Right. That there is a there is a, an element of scarcity. There's an element of of loss right. that you could see people take in, and it was it was mostly at that point. I I got as we got closer and closer. I was thinking, wow, they're really closing up a lot of highway. I want everybody to be okay. I didn't care if it took me till the next day to right, get there. Right, exactly. Yeah. And I was I was concerned about people that were turning back, you know, going back across the median because are you blocking emergency vehicles and right. yada yada yada. So so we have that part of the story, and we're watching these people just got to get first, got to be first, got to get through, got to be the first one through, putting other people's lives in danger, and not really caring about anybody really but themselves right. okay and so we, we talked a little bit before about the i'm the only person in the world thing and sure. i think th- that tonight i want to talk about a cousin of that feeling and that is the feeling of scarcity that there's not enough and if you feel like that you're going to do all kinds of nasty things and it kind of makes you a sourpuss you know it's and that's what we saw right well what was funny is that that theme kind of continued because we had been in the car at that point for almost four hours. I think, we yeah. sat in traffic for, you know, so maybe a two-hour drive. We could have driven to Georgia. Yeah, no, time. it was it was rough. It was, I mean, and I like, I like you very, very much. I hope so. And I loved being in the car with you and we had some good talks, but that was ridiculous. I was like, I, I wanted to get out of the car and walk. But so we decided instead of going right to the hotel and checking in, where we needed to get out of the car. And so we stopped off for dinner. And there's a big mall there and everything in Orlando. So we stopped and we thought, okay, well, we'll go in and, and we'll just grab a bite to eat and we'll check into the we'll check into the hotel later. But what we didn't, it didn't occur to us because that time dilation happens when you're in the car for too long and you lose a sense of what time it is in the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so what we didn't account for was we were going to a crowded place on a Saturday night. On a Saturday night. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was, you know, we had to eat, but what are you going to do? Well, so, and I wanted to get out of the car. Yeah, I didn't yeah, want to yeah. stay there So anymore. we walk we walk up to the, the hostess stand and uh, put our name in and all that. And it was that same feeling. You had to jockey for position to talk to the, the person. And then they gave you the little beeper thing and whatever. But we got to sort of sit back in the, in the corner of the entryway there and watch... People come in and argue with each other and butt in front of each other and and that whole weird thing just to talk to the lady to give you permission to wait so that eventually you could sit down. And it was one of those where the 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 look on people's faces, I wanted to give some hugs and handshakes and say, look, you know what? There's enough tables. You may wait a little while, but I'll bet you anything, everybody here is going to get fed. But it's it wasn't, gonna be okay, right? Really, yeah, exactly. But it wasn't just the people that were coming in trying to get a table. 
the peop- we started watching the people coming out and it looked like somebody had beat their dog. It's yeah, I like, know it was you everybody just, was you just, just had dinner with somebody had- conceivably that you maybe like, hopefully you like, maybe family members, you know, significant others, um there was not brothers, one sisters, smiling kind of person except the people who worked there who may be coerced into smiling um, because the sunshine rule or whatever, there was nobody smiling in the restaurant. I remember you and I turned to each other and we're like, you know what, maybe we should start singing songs or something because it was, I'm excited. I'm going to eat. Yeah. You know, no, I was, okay. I was happy to be out of the car. I was like happy that food was quite gonna, honestly you know, glad to be uninjured. You know yeah, what I mean? This absolutely. Is so we started deal. to, so we started just to smile at people which is, and, and which is completely ridiculous, but it was just a little game that we thought and Maybe I can make. Maybe uh, I can is, change. Okay, the boys and girls listening to this, this is what my wife and I do when nobody else is around. Because if somebody else was in that conversation, I don't know that we would have done it, or at least not that way. Because it's weird, right? But yeah, we, it's a little strange. But it's a little strange. part of a relationship that lasts as long as ours has is embrace the weird together, and that's what we have done. And so we conceived of this game. I'm going to make eye contact and smile at people. And see if anybody smiles back. And the answer is very few. I, I think, know. I, I think was my shocked. success rate was about twenty percent. Yeah. No, I was super, super shocked because I was. I I thought we can change the whole mood of this restaurant. We're gonna just change the whole vibe in here, and it's gonna be amazing. And not so much. So we get to our table, and we order our food, and even our waiter was kind of like. Not yeah. really. He was he was kind of on another planet. God well, so, bless him. Because I go, and... I go. Can I please? It was a, it was a Chinese place, and I said, "Can I have the sesame chicken?" But can I have tofu instead of the chicken? Because I'm a vegetarian. Blah blah blah. And I'm never a jerk about it. I don't think I sure try. I go out of my way. But he's like, really, really, this is what you're doing with your life. You know, it was like <laughs> that level of. And I was, is, is, are we in the twilight zone? Is this okay? But here's the great thing. Even if you can't change somebody else, you can change you. It is absolutely the case, just like Eric Butterworth says, uh, you don't see things as they are. You see things as you are. Mm -hmm. And so, and that's really, I mean, think about how much filtering, even just the biological side of that, how much filtering your brain does. You don't see individual points of light. Your brain puts them all together and puts context around that. It puts meaning around that. Think about all of the stimuli that you choose over other stimuli. We talked about this on Thursday night in our Bible discussion thing about having your eye be single. But think about how much filtering you do. And all of that is based on your choice about what you want to see. That's the thing. You see what not what what is, but what you are. And so if you decide, you know what, I'm going to just smile at people, even though, you know what, I'm really tired and I'm hungry. I've been in the car for a really long time and then I get to the restaurant and I got to wait a while for my table and yada, yada, yada. We decided to be happy because it was like it became a mission. And as a result, we had a great time. Yeah, we did. It was one of the most fun dinners that we have had right? in a while. Yeah. Like we we got to we got to laugh in and we got to just... You know, all, and all we that even stuff. turned the waiter around. I will say, we did. We may not have changed a whole lot of other people, but I think the waiter enjoyed well, we, our. Uh, yeah, company. we had direct. We had direct contact with him, so I think that that was maybe, maybe part of it. But but so but lesson one is you have a choice about what you see, and that choice will change you. And whether or not it changes other people, that's not your job. Your job is be the best you you can be. Not everybody's going to get it. And that's okay. Um, it, it, that's just part of it. So that's lesson one. But the deeper lesson is I remember, Jenny, we were talking about, well, what is this? Mm-hmm. And what we kept coming back to was it's this, and I've used the word a couple of times already. It is a consciousness of scarcity. Mm-hmm. And the idea that there's not enough comes from i mean you're bombarded with it mm-hmm. you're bombarded with it every single angle i mean in religious circles is the idea that that you can't possibly do enough good to make god happy there's not enough room in heaven for everybody or something like that there's those kinds of ideas the idea that there's not enough good or love in the world the idea that that there's not enough success and when you combine the idea that there isn't enough with a consciousness of you know in our culture we're told that, you know what, you had better be, you know, a millionaire or you're some kind of loser. 
Yeah. It's little wonder that so many people throw their hands up and go, if that's the way the game is played, then I'm not playing anymore. Forget it. You know, we talked about that in, in previous episodes. But think about that. If if I tell you that there's only so much good, but if you don't get that good, you are nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. that is a toxic combination. And it's no wonder people are bummed out and stressed out and tired out all the time. Yeah. It's, it's amazing, and it's especially amazing when you think about how that idea of scarcity has fueled everything. Right. And it, you know, and I remember, I think it was a really good conversation because that's not true. It's just not. I mean, you know, it's, you go back to the Willy Wonka thing where, uh, where, where uh, Grandpa George... Not Grandpa Joe, the yeah, other not, grandpa. Yeah, the other the grandpa. The other grandpa. The grandpa that stays in bed. Yeah, it's it's George and Georgina, right? Yes. Grandpa, I had to stop and think about it. Grandpa George says money is basically, I'll paraphrase, money is no reason to make a decision. They paint, they print more every day. Right. That's a dumb thing. Money is absolutely, it's everywhere. And the thing is, it really is. But it's not just that. It, it, it is absolutely the case that there is stuff, possessions, money, material goods, all over the place but it's you you bloody well know that none of those things make you happy Mm -hmm. you know that so if somebody tells you the only way to be happy is to be a millionaire and you go well wait a minute i'm aware of some millionaires who aren't happy and i'm aware of some quote unquote poor people who are happy so just on that level that's garbage but more than that the most important things in the world are beyond counting. Right. And I know this is a refrain that we come back to a lot, but there's a reason that we go back to it a lot. You can't measure love. You can't measure honor. You can't measure trust. You can't measure how many smiles are there. Right. You know what I mean? You can't measure art, beauty, truth, all of the things that are important, the things that not just keep us alive, but the things that we live for. You can't measure any of those things. There is no, there's no concept of scarcity when you think about the important things. And you combine that with the fact that, you know what, you can have a rich, amazing, beautiful, sweet, happy life and not have a million dollars in the bank. Right. Where in the world did that come from? This is, this is not the way that things are supposed to work. And so it makes me think of the idea that in the early days of unity, it was a time when the thing to think about was not necessarily money. I mean, people have always thought about material things, but it was really about healing. Sure. You know, and they wrote about prosperity and good business and stuff, but mostly it was about healing. Myrtle Fillmore's healing, and you'd go to get your healing treatment. And it's not until, I mean, unity really begins in 1889. Charles Fillmore writes Prosperity, the book, in 1936, in the wake of the Great Great Depression. Depression, Right. So, I mean, they didn't start talking about money stuff. But years and years and years, they didn't talk about money stuff or material stuff until material stuff became on the forefront of everybody's mind, and they really had to address it at that point. And so it was, you know, I think it's maybe a natural progression of, okay, you know, obviously we need to have an answer a unity answer to this challenge. But I think you're right. I think that it didn't start off that way. It starts off as, you know, how does this make me feel? And am I happy? And when did we move away from the idea that something simple and something easy, and you know what? A smaller house that you don't have to clean as much and you don't have to spend so much time repairing and thinking about. When did that become a bad thing? Well, and even, even yeah, I mean, you know, it makes me think of, it makes me think of Andy Warhol and Coca-Cola. He, he's got this famous quote where he says, you know, that's the great equalizer because no matter how much money you, can't, you, have, you have, you can't have a better Coke yeah. than the one that somebody who doesn't have a whole lot of money. Right. And there's something beautiful about the simple, sweet, honest experiences that you cannot put money around. I think that we need to pay more attention to that. Well, I think I I think that was my lesson and that was my takeaway. And so now when I am impatient or when I feel like I need to get someplace or, you know, oh my God, you know, somebody's not moving fast enough or somebody's <laughs> in line or anything like that. And I was kind of proud of you the other day 
Um, just that one time? No, no, no. It just, just the most recently, you know. You can give me a hard time about it if you want, but, you know. No, but you had come home and there was a gentleman in front of you, an older gentleman who couldn't figure out how to use his credit card with the chip. And you, and I had sent you, you and Miles to the grocery store to pick up some stuff. I was in the middle of cooking something. Yeah, and the and boy I'm like, and I snuck send, out and got some you know, coffee go, and then went yeah. to the grocery store. Yeah, yeah. Go, go get some of these things for me. And you came back and you're like, oh yeah. And I, you know, I, you're, and I think you said, oh, I channeled you today. And I said, <laughs> well, yeah, you know, because if you know, Boys and girls listening, if you know Jenny, you know that she's just magnetic and gregarious and strangers talk to her in the grocery store. And it's not that I'm an unfriendly guy, but I just, I live in my head a lot and I tend not to, you know, I'll say hi and I smile at people like we talked about, but I tend not to engage all that much. And uh, I was absolutely channeling Jenny that day because the guy in front of me in the grocery store, I was in a hurry. I needed to, I was on my lunch break from my day job. I really did need to get home and all that, but it just, none of that mattered. I had a nice cup of coffee with my son. We had a good talk and we were just hanging out, you know, I just didn't care. And so part of it really is due to Miles. But anyway, the guy in front of me, he had it, you know, it was a chip card and that's a new technology. You don't swipe it, you put the chip in, but he had his card upside down and it's easy to do. And then I turn it around for him and then it asks you your email and he didn't want to put his email and I don't blame him. I don't either. And it, there's like five screens. It's like, what's your Zodiac sign? And I even joked with him. I said, okay, now put your finger in because it's going to take a blood sample. But it's it's like the whole <laughs> thing. But instead of being mad at the guy who's just trying to buy his groceries. Yeah, he's and, just, he's and just a honestly, person in the world. And honestly, I could see that he was a little bit embarrassed. Sure. Or I could be mad at the cashier for not helping him sufficiently or mm-hmm. whatever. Or mad at the state of technology and how come you got to put your email. Who cares? Right. All of that is scarcity thinking. And just as we said, you choose what you want to see. Yeah. But what you see, you know, Jesus said the eye is the lamp of the body. What you see is what you experience. So if you choose to see scarcity, you're not going to prosper. Right. You so, can't. You know, that there wasn't enough time and I had to hurry this guy. And so I was I was really proud of you. I, I, I thought that was a very sweet right. thing to do. Well, and I appreciate I love that. that. And it wasn't even a deliberate, well, I'm going to be a... No, and I, know, I think those was are just the best like, times. Yeah, so. because but once again, it was a natural moment. And in that moment, I was able to let that guy in front of me know that, you know what, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be embarrassed. We're cool. We're all in this together. And uh, it, it that was a nice moment, but... It made me feel that and our conversation at the restaurant the other night. Unity began as a healing movement, and it should always be a healing movement. The things that we do, healing's important. And I honestly not just believe, but know just like I know I'm sitting here. I know because I feel it in my heart. I know because it's what the Bible said, and I know because I've seen it happen. I've been to the hospital when the doctor's diagnosis was proven wrong. I believe in healing. It is the absolute truth. This stuff works. You want to see the crutches pile up? You've come to the right place. Right. However, I do not think that the time is has come for this to be thought of as a healing movement. Here's what I mean. The revolution this time around is economic. Right. Yes. And there's a lot of reasons for that. I mean, healing's always going to be important, like I said. But people have got a lot of healing modalities that they go into. And you know, we've talked about this. I'm not interested in the least about stuff like Reiki and energy, whatever. I don't care about that. I don't have, it's not that it's bad, good, indifferent. I just don't care about it. It's not what I'm here to do. But there's a lot of places people can go for that. And so in different ways, people are working on it. Not that they're done, but they're working on it. But I really feel that the way to change the world is to chip away at this idea of scarcity. Mm-hmm. Well, it's so funny, and, I, and this is going to be a really random thing, but we have been watching um, that internet show, uh, Hot Ones. Yeah. And I don't know if anybody else has seen it, but look it up. It's ridiculous and silly. But basically the premise of the the show is there's this guy, and he interviews famous people, and but he interviews them with ten chicken wings or tofu if, if you're a vegetarian, vegetarian, which I love. By I the do way. love, yeah. And like Ricky Gervais, they did tofu, and there's a couple of athletes that they did tofu. But anyway, they do chicken wings, but every chicken wing is 
laced with a hot sauce. The hotter and hotter. And, and, and it starts at one. The first one is the mildest hot sauce. And then obviously 10 is like screaming hot, like the most hot that they can find and or if whatever. You get to the, if you eat the last wing or tofu right. thing, you get 30 seconds to say anything to, you want. Right, to promote. But he asks you questions as you guys are... You know, eating the and eating he's got to eat. He, you, and he two eats them rows. along with you. Yes. He eats one, you eat one. Right. So, so, so ten, forth. ten chicken wings slash tofu things, and and um, we were watching. And my favorite, favorite one. If you look it up, because you will not regret it. Um, Neil deGrasse Tyson, who is an amazing guy, he, I adore one of my him. heroes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I am, that. I am a, I am a science person. I am a math person. I am a, I am a reason person, and. Well, and I'm I, a passion person. I love him. And he him. is passionate yes. about what he's doing. Yes. And the truth is bigger than he is, which is, that's the key to being a hero. Right. Is have your truth be bigger, bigger than, than you. Bigger than you. But he yeah. has a quote. And, and because we're talking about scarcity, you know, a lot of people, you know, he gets a lot of questions about science and stuff like that. And sure. whether there's life out there or, or, you know, and he has this beautiful, he has this beautiful quote. And... He says, the four most common chemically active yeah. elements in the universe, hydrogen, oxygen, carbon, and nitrogen, are the four most common elements of life on Earth. We are not simply in the universe. The universe is in us. I love that. And I think for a scientist, that is amazing. And that's why I love him. And it's so great. But think about that. The, 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 the building blocks of the universe... Are in us. You want to talk about scarcity? I mean that there's You're no made such out thing. Of the same, this this, this infinite, vast universe, and that's just on it's a phys- amazing, that, and, and that's just on a physical level. Right. If you take it to the next level and talk about spiritual stuff, the, that's so beautiful because no matter how you slice it, you can be an atheist. Right. You can just not believe in right. things like life and love and truth and beauty. You can have no concept of anything beyond a chemical reaction. Mm-hmm. Sorry. That's not really great, but even if that's but but if okay, let's but even start if that's there, where you though. Got there, if that's if that's where you're starting, you if that's still, where you're coming from, okay. You can still look for two seconds and find so many examples of infinity. You're part of this infinite star stuff that the universe is made out of, and there's all of the old tropes. You can count grains of sand, blades of grass. You can do the apple thing. You know, there's there's so many places you can look just in the physical universe for infinity. It is so silly and so wasteful to be dealing in terms of scarcity. We have to stop it. Yeah. Yeah, I think we do. And I think we do. Life's too short. To think in terms of scarcity, there's, there's right? A, Hello, an, that's an a T-shirt. Paradoxical, <laughs> quote. but the point is, you're not going to get better at playing that game Mm-mm. because you could maybe somehow you win the lottery. If you've got scarcity in your heart, you're either going to lose it, like all of those people on those reality shows that go, or right it'll back, never be enough, or it'll never be enough, yeah. or you're going to spend all your time so scared of losing it. Because that's become your meaning for mm-hmm. you. Yeah. So find ways to be a part of the revolution. You are not allowed to talk about how, uh, well, it's just a thing that's going around. Or, or wouldn't you know it? Or that's just the way of the world. Or even, let me challenge you with this one. I want you listening to eliminate the word luck and variations on luck from your vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Because luck, that belief in luck is a scarcity-laced term because what you're really saying is sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. That's limitation. Be the kind of person who doesn't say, well, if we're lucky, uh uh You are blessed. You are part of infinity. You don't get to talk that way anymore because you know better. And when you choose to see things differently, you will start to see in terms of plenty and you will start to experience things in plenty. If this thing is going to work, we've all got to get good at the idea that there's no limitations. There are too many people who are too scared of some kind of good, money, esteem, happiness, so tired and scared of that running out that they don't do the thing that their hearts tell them to do because they've let their fear get bigger than their love. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So get over it. Don't. What in the world are you helping by worrying about that? Right. Well, what's that? What's that quote that 
when you worry, you suffer twice. Yeah. So it's, it's like from if it's fantastic beasts where yeah, to find them. Exactly. So if you're gonna if it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. Worrying about it just is gonna make you suffer before and then suffer after, you know. And just you know what? Just don't cut in line. If you're in traffic, <laughs> just it's all right. Be the one you're, person. You're gonna you're gonna get there. You're gonna get through. You're gonna you're gonna get to where you need to go. And I it's promise. All right. P.F. Chang's has enough rice for everybody. <laughs> I swear they do. It's going to be okay. And you know what? Even if they don't, there's a million other places that you can go. Lots of It'll, other stores in the mall. It's going to be okay, Take a minute, folks. take a breath, and smile at somebody because you know what? They could probably use it. All right, so this is the listen up part. And... We've been sort of, well, gosh, how do I say it? People send in questions, and there's a million ways to do that. We love that people send in questions to the website or Facebook, email, anything. But there's kind of a number of categories, and most of the time, the questions that people send in are quite sincere, and we go through that. But, you know, we're smart, Alex, and we have friends who are like that, too. We attract that, and I'm, I'm grateful for that. But a lot of times people send us the cliche questions and we can never tell if they're joking or not. So we have sort kind of, of another a, pile. Right. We have a file now of pro- a couple of dozen that they're essentially the same question. And so we're just going to answer. We don't have a specific person's questions that we're answering. We're answering like a couple dozen people's yeah. questions all at the same yeah. time. All so right, guys. The, and the you know who it, you are. And, you know, and I, I'm not naming names. And whether it was sincere <laughs> or whether it was tongue-in-cheek, it doesn't matter. So I promise I will be sincere in my answer. Oh, yeah. No, we're giving them answers. Yeah. Because that's because they asked us but and we're giving them But the questions are all, they're, they're like, what is the meaning of life? And Why am I here? Why am I here? What's the meaning of life? And, and one or maybe two people even ask the, you know, it's from Conan. What is best in life? You know, What not, is best in I life? Know that, and I'm not going to talk about the lamentations of the women, thank you. And I can't do a decent Arnold Schwarzenegger, even though I have a fair <laughs> bit of German blood. Anyway, those are the questions. So, so you know what? We're going to answer why you're here. What's the meaning of what life? What is the meaning of life? And what is, and best, what is in life? best in life? In all of those questions. So, if you've ever written in a question that has anything to do with any of that idea or that verbiage, get ready. Hold on, because here it comes. We're going to answer it. So, this is it. Life, so, the universe, so and everything right it, now. The answer is 42. Yeah, so, absolutely. No, but but I, I, I do want to talk about it, because all joking aside, I do think that there is a reason that we're here. And it's something that we, you had started talking about this last Thursday. And I love that. I love what you said. And I have to put it on something. I have to put it on like a little t-shirt or a mug or something because I love how you put it. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Um, We were talking about uh, prosperity stuff. We were talking about how the universe takes care of its own and, and all of that. But I wanted to be careful because partly there was, it was a room full of teenagers. And so that's kind of, you know, you have to, be a different kind of careful. Um, and so I said, it's not that the world owes you a living. The universe takes care of its own. The world, you know, the material world, it's not that the world owes you a living. It's different. So here's the quote. The world doesn't owe you a living. You owe the world a life. And what I meant by that and what I continue to mean by that is, is your job is to be genuine, to be authentic, to really show up for your life, to get good enough at figuring out what what you've got going on in your heart and share it because you are whatever your visions combine to make you, you know? And so the idea is stop thinking about what you're going to get and start thinking about what you're going to give. And because there's no accidents to the universe, we have to believe that each and every person has got some kind of calling. That calling can be buried under layers of, you know, expectations and emotional baggage and childhood stuff and fears and who knows what else. But I promise it's in there. And the job that we have is to connect the dots. So you have these little moments, these little just nanoseconds of, hey, that felt good. That was cool. That was pretty. You know, anything like that. And so 
your job is to zero in on those moments and try to connect them into something that can combine to make a vision for you. That's what you're supposed to do. But as far as why are you here, that's how that's how you, you act out the why are you here. But as far as where that starts, this is something that you can sort of walk backwards through. We talk about the idea that life is consciousness. In other words, the things that we think about are the things that we get in our lives. And, and whatever you have, you've drawn to you. We talk about that all the time. Sure. Well, you know that. And in fact, you know it because every moment of your life is proof of that. But let's think about it the other way. If you have drawn your universe around you, it is also the case that you can flip that around and go, the universe has thought you into existence. You are here because the universe has required your presence. In the same way that you have thought up your relationships and your experiences and your stuff, the universe has created you by right of consciousness. There is no accident to your living. So why am I here? Because there is nowhere else you could be. Why am I here? Because you are required here. So get busy figuring out what you're supposed to do about that. And like I said, the way to do that is to zero in on moments of vision and connection. Yeah, and and again, you talk about this in terms of big things, of universe and, and, and the, all that. And I think it's beautiful and it's lovely to think about that. And I think it's very romantic and it's poetic and to think about, well, I do you know. Try. Well, no, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's, I think it's nice to think about that. But when, you know, again, I always come back to, you know, a very simple form of it because I need something to grab hold to in my day-to-day life. You know, I, that's what I, that's what I come okay. back. So, you know, it's like, why am I here? Well, you know, I'm here to learn and I'm here to grow and I'm, you know, and I'm here to do the best that I can. And I love the idea that there's no other place that I could be. No, you have that, to be here. And that you are in the right moment. And I think you can just start there. You can just start of, well, I'm in this moment of my life, good or bad, up or down, um, and I'm just I'm I'm here right now, and yeah. that's okay. Well, you know, and me, I think yeah. I think you can actually kind of grab hold of that a little bit more of an understanding because again, I love the idea. I love these big ideas. I love the idea that the universe is in us and and all of that. But it's gorgeous. It is. It's beautiful, and it's like I said, it's poetic, and it's it feels good to be a part of something bigger. But at the same time, that's really hard to get your five senses around. Okay. You know what I mean? So if you're not seeing it, touching it, tasting it, that, that kind of stuff, I think that sometimes we can lose track of those big ideas. And so for me, I think the remembering is in a really good shower. <laughs> Or a good, you know, ice cream cone, or you know, just just those little those those little moments of okay, or something like you said, something beautiful, watching something beautiful, or seeing something, or having something make you laugh, and and I think we're here to live this beautiful, messy, love-filled, sometimes angry, hard horrible awesome existence and I don't think it has to be any if you just start there I don't think it has to be such a great big effort it doesn't have to be this huge massive undertaking of what am I going to do with my life well you know what just start with today and I so I so I, I love your ideas and I love the big ideas but I also again it doesn't sometimes it doesn't really help me to think about those great big things if I'm feeling kind of small but so that's the Conan question what is what is best, what is in, best life? in life and what is best in life you know the answer to it right. what's best in your life is it chocolate chip cookies or do you prefer you know oatmeal scotchies or whatever 
Who cares? What's best in life is whatever you are making a soul connection with mm -hmm. in that moment. What is best in life? I don't know. Do you like Rick James or Prince better? What is best in life? It's it. Ooh, that's, these are. This is like a game of would you rather. Yeah. I mean, but uh, that's come the thing. <laughs> what is best in life is something that only you can answer because it's your life. Right. But what is best in life is what you should be going for. What are the things that you can connect with? That's what it's about. How can you find a soul connection? How can you connect with the guy in the grocery store in line in front of you? How can you smile at somebody? How can you connect with what feels right in that moment? Doesn't have to be big. Shouldn't be big. And so part three, what is the meaning of life? You know what I'm going to say. I'm going to say, hang on. Who told you that it was supposed to have a meaning? Because meaning means that you're thinking you can fit it between your ears, that you can own it intellectually. And you know as well as I do that the important things in life don't have any meaning. Didn't Monty Python answer that question <laughs> the meaning anyway? Of life, what is the meaning of life? It's a film. Right. No, but you know what I mean. <laughs> what is the meaning of life? Love has no meaning. Right. It doesn't mean anything. It's a truth. Right. It's beyond uh, intellectual perception. It just is. Right. And all of the important things, don't start looking for a meaning of life. Look for an experience of life. Just go live. I love that. I, yeah, just just have that. Have the moments. Have the experiences. Go and have a full, lived-in, expressed life. Yeah, and stop, I think stop looking for something yeah, to fit right? between your ears. That's ego. But instead, look for the things that make you feel alive, authentic, genuine, loving. Right. That's the, there's no meaning of life. That's a, that's that. a silly question. I'm sorry. I love you, whoever asked it, but you know better. Just live. So we've come to the part of the podcast where you guys are going to check it out. And that's where we tell you what we're going to be up to for the next couple of weeks. And we have some places that mm. you can come see us. So July 23rd through the 28th, you've heard us talk about it the last couple of weeks. It's our summer conference. We're going to be down in Sarasota with a wonderful group of teenagers. Um, Follow us on Facebook. You'll get to see the pictures. It's right. really great. Um, I'm I'm getting I'm gearing up to pack. I'm, I'm doing getting shopping my Devo lists. Suit. Really... I gotta go order figure out where I can get that the energy dome from. But um, but uh, it's probably too late to register. It for is summer, too late to register but because the hotels it's not are filled too up. Too late to help support it. So yes. if you want to help support these kids getting to do this and future events, go to unitysociety.com/summer. And you'll see ways, you know, you'll see a little bit more about what it's all about and ways that you can help support it and that sort of thing. And more than that, just hold a good thought for these amazing kids. And you can go to sleep knowing that the world is in pretty good hands. July 30th, Dieter's going to be doing a lesson there. He's going to be doing a talk. Yeah, just at, the Sunday, the two Sunday lessons at, at First, First Unity. At First That's Unity right. in St. Pete. And so you'll be flying solo on that. And then next up for us is August 13th. He and I will be doing branching in in Port Ritchie, yeah. Unity of Port Ritchie. We'll do the service. We'll do a book that. signing. Book signing as usual. Get to hang out with our crew up in Port Ritchie. There's some great people up and there. It's this, a great church. This is the last place of our book tour for the year. Yeah, because we're... So we are now done. We have been on this book tour for nine months, y'all. Yeah, and it's enough to have a child. Right, I love it, and I have loved every minute well, of it. Well, I'm so proud. But it, it's, it's, I'm so grateful for everybody that's read the book and yes. come out to the book signings, and thank you so much. And people have bought copies and given them to their friends, and please keep that up. I really think that the ideas in that book, Branching In, can make a difference in people's lives and hopefully make a difference in the world. I believe in what we wrote and I'm very proud of it. I am too. However, we're working on the next book and so it's exciting to really say, you know, sort of not close the chapter, but set it aside a little bit, let's say, right, so that we can focus on the next thing. On the next, thing. on the next thing. Because we are going to, you know, we'll and... put together a branching and audio book pretty soon. We've mm -hmm. talked about that. Actually, that's going to come out pretty soon. I pretty think soon. By the time we're in Port Ritchie, we'll probably be done producing the audio book and all that. But the point is we're going to get to move on and we're just so grateful for the journey and I'm grateful to get to go to Port Ritchie again because that's yeah, a Yeah, and church. it's a really nice place to end it and I'm, yeah. I'm grateful. So that'll, that is the 
the last time that we'll be doing the branching in talk and workshop. So that's that's really great. And, and then and here's the big one. Yay. I'm doing a drum roll. This is the big deal. You knew because we talked about it in the last podcast. So it's not a secret or a surprise anymore. August 27th is the very first Sunday service of Water, Water and Stone and Church. Stone. And so that's as you know. I'm, I'm you've heard us talk about this before, but we're gonna do six. Monthly service is going to be the fourth Sunday of every month at 11 o'clock in different locations around the St. Petersburg area. And then after those six, we're going to go to weekly, you know, if and as spirit directs. But I feel pretty sure that's what we're going to do. Anyway, the very first monthly service is August 27th, and it's going to be at 11 o'clock at the Hotel Indigo in St. Petersburg, Florida. Now, you can go to waterandstonechurch.com and get information. There's a map to the to the place and all that, but it's it's just going to be so awesome. We're going to open the doors at 10 o'clock, and there'll be time, you know, we'll be setting up, but some people will socialize, and the teen group will meet, and we'll do that kind of thing. And then the service starts at 11, from 11 to 12, and then after that, it'll be time for our service project if you want to hang out and and um, help put together some things and make a difference in the community and stuff like that and you know there'll be coffee and that sort of thing but man oh man we are so excited we and others are working so hard to make sure that this is a life-changing and potentially world-changing experience so please plan to be there with us on august 27th at the hotel indigo at 11 o'clock in the morning as always we have some ongoing things Wednesday mornings at 7.20, we have our sunrise walk and celebration. Come meet us at North Shore Beach, at, and you can come walk, get a walk a couple of miles, get a good cup of coffee, come join us, be a part of the conversation. Yeah. It's really awesome. Um, again, we Sunday nights, we have our sunset celebrations, and <laughs> um, sunrise, sunset. You know, I'm not going to sing. It should be a musical, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to sing it. But anyway, Come I to could. our Anna Tevka celebration. <laughs> but, no, um, I could. But sun, a half hour before sunset, you can come to St. Pete Beach. Um, the Dolphin and, Village the Dolphin parking Village lot. parking lot. Yep, exactly. And just come watch the sunset. End a week, start a week. Be with people that Get are thinking the same thing. Well, we do talk about ice cream we a lot. We really do. I, I, it has been a summer. So come join us. You'll have a good time. And that's... That's Sundays. Again, I want to also talk about Thursdays. Thursdays, Facebook yeah. Facebook Live, and um, 8 o'clock p.m. every Thursday, we do a Bible discussion live from our living room. You can ask questions, you can join, and you can watch it Watch it later if you want. You don't have to have, watch it live then. You know, you can probably do that later. It is but cool I, to watch it live, though, because it is. you can type in your questions. Well, and, and you can kind of be a part of it. Yeah. You know, I think, I think that's really neat. But I also wanted to let people know um, if they go to YouTube and look under and search under channels and if, if they search water and stone we do have a youtube channel and all of the bible discussions are located there plus upcoming extra movies and all kinds of good and yeah, all kinds of good stuff it's a good time to get in early and subscribe to that youtube yes, channel exactly. You'll be, you can say oh, i subscribed back in the day um yeah absolutely so much fun So, Dieter, let's uh, wrap it up. You live in an infinite universe. That's the deal. That's the deal biologically, physically, mechanically, uh, energetically, whatever, spiritually. That's where it all starts. There is no limit to anything physical. There's no limit to the amount of money they print and all that, but that's not even interesting. There is no limit to the love you can create, the smiles that you can share, the, the moments of honor and truth and nobility. There's no limit to the beauty that you can give. And so it is absolutely ridiculous and limiting to talk in terms of limits. No more scarcity. Watch your words. Watch what you say. Watch what you see. Because that will determine what you are. Be the kind of person that looks around and maybe you're the only one in the room that, that sees infinity, but it's there. And the only way it's going to be visible to anybody else is if somebody starts seeing it, somebody starts talking about it, somebody gets excited about it. What is the reason for your existence? What is the meaning of your life? Be a part 
of the never-ending chain of infinity. Find some little moment to connect to that reminds you of something bigger. You have that power. Be the miracle. The Water and Stone podcast is recorded at Pin Feather Studios on the, the beautiful and couch. comfortable orange couch. Yeah, absolutely. And our sound engineer and one half of the music you hear is the handsome and strong Raina Randolph. We are just so grateful for her. We're also so grateful for the other half of the music, the lovely and talented Miles Randolph. This podcast is solely supported by you. And by gum, you know what that means. It means tell somebody about this podcast. Go to the website, share a post, spread the word. We need you to do that. We don't advertise anything. We need you to help share this information with other people. That's super, super important. Part two of how you can help support the podcast is go to wherever you're listening to it. Go to iTunes or SoundCloud or Google Play, Amazon Alexa, wherever you are listening to this podcast right now and go write a five-star review. Write that review. It'll take you like eight seconds and it will make all the difference in the world for us. Write the best review you can. It really helps in all kinds of ways. I could explain the technical side, but you don't care. I don't care. All I care about is that you care about this and demonstrate that you care by writing that review, by spreading the word. And one new way, you know about those too, but here's the third way. If you're anywhere around St. Petersburg, Florida on August 27th, be there with us on that Sunday. I promise it's going to change your life. Have a good week, everybody. And you know what? Take the time to smile at somebody, get ask their name, shake their hands, have an amazing week, and take your time because there's enough of it. 